Great. Great. Well, there's just a really special sense of the presence of the Lord here today. And um, I, we just, uh, I wanted Joe to share that really because it's going to tie in a little bit with what I want to share from the Word this morning. But, you know, there's one thing, you know, can we always be a church that just tries to stay open to the Spirit? You know, at the end of the day, we just need to be a place where the Spirit of God feels welcome, don't we? You know, that actually as we share together, God can say what he wants to say and break in and do what he wants to do. I never want to be a church that just has become routine. You know, we just do the normal stuff. You know, we, I don't mind doing the normal stuff, but actually I want to be a place where when the Holy Spirit comes, we're just a little bit open and responsive. Because the Bible says we, since we live by the Spirit, let's keep in step with the Spirit. It needs to be that openness and preparedness just to, to, to break into our kind of like procedures sometimes just to just wait on the Lord and uh, you know I just feel that maybe this morning is one of those times you know that actually God just wants us to be open and responsive and you know I as I was just sharing in the the word from Nigel at the back just was about you know as we're a family together there's just a real sense of the presence of the Lord upon us this morning you know that's what I love about our church you know we're just we're all just normal people aren't we some of us but, you know, there's a sense of the presence of God as we gather. Why? Because God's promised to be among us. You know, we don't have to work it up. It's just his presence is here. And, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that you're here this morning. I don't think it's just a random thing. I think the Lord wants to say to you today, you're precious to him. He wants to say to you today, he wants to heal some of that brokenness that's in us. He wants to restore some of that hope that we were carrying and maybe has been uh, taken away from us today. So, you know, let's just be open now. I'm going to speak for a little while. I nearly put a time limit on and then I thought, don't do that, Dave. Because um, then you'll all be watching the clock. I know this works. If I say I'm going to preach two hours, how about that? Well, that'd be going to... I was in a meeting a little while ago where somebody spoke for two hours, honestly, two hours. An hour and a half in, we started to text. We were all leaders there. We started to text one another going, this is what a congregation feel like on Sundays, don't we? <laughs> you know, uh, I'm not going to say that. I just want to share this morning, we've been talking about being followers of Jesus, haven't we? Um, and I've been just trying to share a little bit about that. It's been on my heart for maybe the last six months. Um, just this whole calling that God has for us. And I'm going to preach out of John chapter 10. Um, where Jesus talked about being the good shepherd and talked about, you know, laying down his life for his sheep and talked about all these things that are amazing in there. And I haven't really got time to read the whole passage. You can do that when you get home if you want to. But I want to really just launch out of verse 27, which says this, um, in the context of following, that's, that's where I've been setting the, sea, the scene. It says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Wow, what an amazing verse. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. You've already had a chance this morning to listen to the voice of God, to the voice of the Lord. You know, through the prophetic, through the scripture that we started with, through, through uh, that interpretation of tongues, through the tongues itself. You've already had a, a moment to say, okay, Lord, what are you saying to me? See, see, when the prophetic word comes, when the gifts are in operation, don't just say, well, that's nice for somebody. <laughs> Isn't it nice that we're Pentecostal? <laughs> You've you got to say, actually, what's God saying to me? How, 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 how can God speak into my life? What, what does God want to say to me today? See, see, when you pick up the scripture and you do your Bible reading every day, the, the question to ask is, what does God want to say to me? 
What's he saying in this passage of scripture for sure? But how does it apply to my life? I want to be listening for what God wants to say. Because Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And so I want to try and unpack that today. That this decision to follow him, this is, is a daily walk. We've talked about that over the last couple of weeks. What it means, what it brings. It brings transformation to your life as God changes you through his word and opens up opportunities that you've never seen before because you're following him and moves you into opportunities and places that maybe he's prepared for you because you're listening to him and he's taking you places you would never have gone otherwise because why you're listening to his voice and you follow him when he speaks that's the heart of what it means to be a follower of Jesus you see hearing what God has to say to you and about you is critical to your future say that again Hearing what God has to say to you and about you is critical to your future. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus himself makes a connection between the voice of the Lord and his future and your future. He says, listen, if you will listen and understand what God has to say to you, then actually you can start to live truly because life is not just about what you eat, but it's about hearing what God has to say. That's a big statement right there. Because that means that if we really want to live, we have to find some way that we hear the voice of God in our lives. And when we don't hear the voice of God in our lives, that means at some level we will not enjoy the life that God has for us. Because we will be living just on what we can achieve and what we can feed ourselves with. And I want to talk just a few moments today. I've got to go quick because I've got a little bit of stuff to get in here, but I kind of feel the Holy Spirit is in the house today and I want to just make some time as we come to a close to allow God to do some open heart surgery, to allow God to repair some stuff, to allow God to dig deep, to allow us to hear his word. So um, be prepared. Even right now I'm saying to you, we're going to have a moment today when you can respond to the Lord. I mean, you don't have to wait till we do it all together. You can do it wherever you are. It's not like I've got the great anointing, but I do have an anointing from the Lord to speak a word that sets people free. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to open the eyes of the blind, to set captives free, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That's the word of the Lord. Come on. So let's open our hearts today to what the Spirit of God wants to do. See, what, you, what the Bible has to say will change us. What God has to say is more affirming than anything anybody else can say about you. What God has to say is more powerful than anything else anyone else can say about you. What God has to say is more convicting than anybody else will say to you. But he won't come to condemn you. He won't come to trap you. He won't come and speak words that put you down. Those words are often in our lives. He won't speak words that confuse us or make us feel afraid. But he'll speak words of confidence and life to us if we will hear what he has to say. Following means listening. Listening to his voice. I want to just talk about three things today about hearing the voice of the shepherd. Listening to the voice of the shepherd. And here's where it starts. The most critical thing to hearing the voice of the shepherd is the heart of the listener. The heart of the listener. That's why I wanted... Joe to speak just about heart before I got into the message. See, the heart of the listener will change how you hear the word of the Lord. We all know that's true, isn't it? Have you ever been in a conversation with somebody who winds you up? 
And they might be speaking the truth, but you're not listening. Anybody know that feeling? They can be telling you everything you need to know. They they can be telling you the directions, but because you don't like them, you're not going to go that way. Why? Because your heart is closed off. You have been hearing somebody talk about somebody who you don't like. Your heart changes how people speak and how you hear people speak. See, when somebody says something to you who, even if they're positive, if they've hurt you, you receive it in a negative sense. I like, I like your shirt. Oh, do you know? <laughs> Trying to control me by telling me you're watching what I wear. Stick it. <laughs> Just me, huh? Why? Because if your heart isn't right, you can't receive it right. That's why it's so important. Actually, how our hearts are before God. Because God could be saying things to you, but because your heart is hurt, because your heart is damaged, because your heart is divided, you can't receive or hear what the shepherd is saying. So you're always critical of it. You're always judging it. You're always saying, well, that's for somebody else, not me. Have you ever heard one of those? Have you ever had that response where a prophetic word comes and you think, well, I know who needs to hear that word. I could give you a list of people who need to hear that from God. And what that often means is, it's a word for you. But actually, we won't receive it. Why? Because our heart isn't in a place. Hebrews 3, 7 and 8. So as the Holy Spirit says, today, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. As you did in the time of the rebellion. You know, God spoke to the people of Israel again and again, and they would not listen to him because their hearts hardened. See, that's an interesting thing, because what it means is God can speak to you, and in the process of you hearing from God, you can harden your heart to him. Never think that, do you? You can ask God for a word. Please, God, speak to me. And he says, okay, here's what I have to say. And you harden your heart to what he has to say, because you don't want to hear it. You wanted him to say, I'm going to send you a million pounds tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But actually what he said was, give away everything you've got. I, I don't think so, Lord. Get thee behind me. <laughs> Why? Because our heart isn't ready to receive it. See, it's a simple lesson about listening. And we know that's true because we all have relationships where we don't listen because of our attitude to the person who's speaking. How much more is that true when the God speaks, when the Holy Spirit speaks, when the Word of God speaks, and our heart isn't ready to hear? Maybe it's not ready through rebellion, it's not ready because it's rebellious, but maybe it's not ready because it's hardened, because life has worn it out, because we've been disappointed, because we've been brokenhearted, because we feel that people have let us down, because we feel we haven't got the, the right framework, and all of a sudden we just become resistant. God's speaking, but we can't hear. My friends today, There's healing for broken-hearted people today. There's restoration for hard-heartedness. Sometimes we just have to come and say, Holy Spirit, would you soften me? I just just come. You remember that word to uh, Naaman the leper? "Go Go and bathe seven times in the Jordan. Why not just once? Because the indignity is the same, isn't it? I mean, he still has to strip off and get in the river. That has to happen, whatever happens. So he gets in the river, goes down one time. And he counts, I've still got another six. Why did he have to go down six times? Because God had to change his heart. 
so that he could do what he needed to do in him. And I just think that for us to be followers, sometimes our hearts have to change. Sometimes we have to become just pliable in God's presence. Sometimes we have to just become responsive to what he says. See, a damaged heart will change the rest of our lives. The book of Proverbs says, isn't it, uh, above all, you should know this verse, guard your heart, for out of it flows everything that you do. That's an amazing verse. What wisdom in the Old Testament. Guard your heart. If your heart gets damaged, if you get brokenhearted, if you get destroyed, if you get divided, then out of that comes division. Out of it comes distraction. And instead of being able to hear and know and feel uh, blessed and feel challenged, you know, sometimes if you've got the wrong heart, the word of the Lord can come and you get cross with God. We heard of it. How dare you say that to me, God? Why? Because our hearts are not in the place to receive it. And so I want to say to you today, how's your heart? I believe we're called to be followers, but to be followers, we have to have hearts that are responsive. We have to have hearts that are ready. And you know, we always want to blame other people for the conditions of our hearts, don't we? But the Bible says, see to it that none of you have a sinful, unbelieving heart. It says that's in your control. That's in your remit. Don't blame somebody else because they hurt you, because they don't control your heart, you do. Don't, don't blame a circumstance that happened because that, that can affect you. But isn't it amazing how some people can go through the exact same thing as you and come out with their heart intact? Why? Because they've had to deal with their own heart themselves. So you can't change other people's hearts. You can only change your own. So you have to take responsibility for it. Why? Because you want to hear clearly. You want to be able to be in a place where when God says, listen, my hand's upon you. See, you can tell if you've got an insecure heart because when someone else is blessed, your question to God is, why do they get blessed and I don't? Hello? And insecurity comes in because your confidence is in your position. And when somebody else seems to have a better position than you, you start to think, well, well, how come God blesses them more than me? But actually, when you've got a secure heart, you're able to say, thank you, God, for just being with me every day. Because your contentment and your peace with God isn't based on what is going on in your life. It's based on knowing him. And so you can bless others who are blessed rather than curse them because they have more than you. Because your heart is excited. Am I making sense today? Because sometimes we have to be honest about the word. Sometimes you have to hold the word. See, the Bible says you've got to hold the word up to your life as a plumb line and say, hey, you know what? I I can't hear what God says to me so often because there's still that great thing that's affected how my heart responds. And when I hear about other people uh, being blessed and having answers to prayer and I'm still waiting for my answer, I get cross with God and everybody else. Just me? See, sometimes you just have to say, you know what, that's my heart attitude. See, this is what it means to be a follower of Christ. The issue is not, is his following Christ better than mine? It's not a competition. The issue is, am I following Jesus? I'm walking out of the Facebook shop now. Hi. The issue is, am I following where Jesus has led me? See, see, that's what a follower is concerned about. See, see, someone who thinks of ourselves as, well, I'm a disciple and I get everything else everybody else gets. Well, there's some truth to that, but you get it in a different measure. A follower hasn't got that attitude. A follower isn't saying, well, I'm only going to go where he's going. A follower is saying, where's the Lord leading me? 
What am I having to go through this week for the kingdom? That's where I'm going to walk. I'm not going to give up because it doesn't suit me today. I'm still going to follow Jesus because I'm following my Lord and King. That's what I've committed to. I haven't committed just to skipping through the tulips. through the truth. I've, I've committed to following Jesus and therefore I'm going to listen to what he has to say and I'm going to keep my heart right because I know that as soon as my heart stops being right, I stop following. Anybody else know that's true? So if it's true, you've got to say, I need to work at my heart. Some of us are so unaware of what goes on in our own hearts. We need to measure, we need to, to, to judge, we need to say, you know what, I'm going to guard my heart so it doesn't turn me away from where God is leading me. Number one, you've got to guard your heart or whatever that was. You've got to do something with your heart anyway. Number two, you've got to develop the habit of listening. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I love this. Listening to the Lord means we're able to discern when other voices speak. Because the stronger the connection we have with him, the more obvious it is when it's not him. See, if you don't learn to listen to what God has to say, you'll let anybody speak into your life. My friends, you've got to judge what's said into your life. You've got to learn it's the voice of the shepherd. If it doesn't sound like the voice of the shepherd, it isn't. If it doesn't sound like something God would say, it's probably not. See, here's the question I have for you. Who has the loudest voice in your life as a follower of Jesus? See, I think if you just took that question home today, that would transform your life. Who, who is speaking to me? Who, who am I hearing in this world about my business, about my career, about my family, about my investments, about the way I use my life, about my time? Lord, how, who's speaking to me? Who's telling me actually how I live my life? Because, friends, this world is geared up to tell you how to live your life. People will tell you how to spend your money. You only have to turn on the telly, don't you? There's thousands of ways to spend your money. I don't feel complete without any of them. But it's a lie. But somebody will tell me that. There's all kinds of ways. Everybody wants to tell you what to do, how to do it. No, friends, you've got to say, well, actually, I've decided to listen to the shepherd. And the shepherd, I've got so used to his voice, when somebody else says something, I just know it's not him. See, that's the, that's the relationship the Lord wants you to have with him. That you recognize his voice. That when somebody else tries to lay a burden upon you, you can know. You say, you know what, that's not the Lord. That's somebody else's expectations. See, sometimes we get so wound up with trying to keep people happy, we don't keep Jesus happy. Remember in my first church, a lady said to me, my father really likes you. I said, oh, that's lovely. He said, if you just wear a suit on Sundays, you'd be so happy. I said, well, I'm sorry. Your father's going to spend the rest of his life being miserable because of me. But if that really is what makes him happy, he needs to get his happiness from somewhere else. Control, isn't it? We love to control people. I decided years ago, I'm not going to be controlled by anybody apart from Jesus. I'm not going to be rebellious and stubborn and obstinate and rude. Well, not most of the time anyway, but. but I'm going to be responsive to what the Lord says. I'm going to say, Lord, is this the way? I'm listening to you. I've got ears to hear. It says John 10 verse 5, they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they'll run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. Why don't they recognize the stranger's voice? Because they've got so used to the voice of the Lord.
Are you used to what the Lord is saying? Are you used to what God says to you? See, God speaks, you know, through many ways, doesn't he? You know, you just have to read, is it Psalm 19? The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day by day, they pour forth speech. God can speak through anything. But he's given us his word and his spirit to bring that revelation to us. Listen, if you go and sit and meditate on the glory of God in the sunrise, you'll find God speak to you. You will. The Bible says it. But sometimes you just need to read the word to find out what God wants to say. So God's word and his spirit, they combine to bring a revelation to us. So if we develop the habit of listening, you know, we don't tell people to read the Bible because we want them to have a religious ritual. We tell them because we want them to hear God and know what God has to say. Because if they know what God has to say, then they'll walk through life differently. They'll make choices differently. They'll feel differently about the challenges of life. You know, this is one of the challenges we have because actually we've got more Christian illiteracy today than we've had for years. This generation is reading less of the Bible, not more. Isn't that fascinating? Because we've all got it on our phones. But we're not hearing what God has to say to us. Sometimes, I'm not saying we all have to go home and read the Bible how many times. Look, you said it yourself. If you want to read it once a week, once a week. If you want to read it once a day. I don't really care. Honestly, I don't really care. What I want you to do is hear what God has to say. What I want you to do is say, you know what? I haven't heard his voice for a while. I'm going to take some time to listen. Why? Because I want to know the shepherd's voice. I want to know what the shepherd has to say to me. It's not about rituals. It's about life. If that means you have to set aside time to read every day and focus, if that's the kind of disciplined life that helps you do that, do it. If that means you've got to get up at midnight and walk around the park to do it, do it. Weirdo. doesn't matter does it doesn't matter just do it because you need to hear God listen I, I understand it just it doesn't matter I hear God in the bath he says put some clothes on Dave do you know what I mean <laughs> I hear God anywhere why because actually he speaks anywhere loves to meet with us if we just open our hearts to hear him. I love that story of uh, Samuel in the Old Testament and he starts to hear a noise Samuel Samuel so he runs through to Eli the prophet because he's no concept that God could speak to him. And, so, and Eli the prophet says to him, I didn't say anything, get back to bed. So he goes once, comes back again. You spoke, you spoke, didn't say anything. Third time Eli thinks, oh, maybe God's saying something. That's a clue for all of us. We don't always get it first time. So he, come, he says to him, listen, Samuel, if it happens again, just say, speak, Lord, your servant's listening. And so he goes and lies down again, and all of a sudden he hears the voice of the Lord. Speak, Lord, your servant's listening. And God begins to speak into his heart. Why? Because he begins to just make a habit of saying, I'm listening, I'm hearing you. See, here's the deal. God is speaking. Are we listening? The Bible says that the word of the Lord is declared. Are we listening? You can come to church and sing through the songs and sit through the sermon and hear it but not listen. We've all done that, haven't we? Oh, no one's willing to admit that. We've heard it but we've not listened. We've, 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 we've kind of been there but actually we haven't really been there. We haven't been engaged. Some of you are not just experiencing that right now. Listen, Isaiah, the prophet, speaks the word of the Lord. And this is what he says to his people. Give ear and come to me. Listen 
that you may live. See, sometimes the word of the Lord to you is, listen. You've stopped listening. You've stopped being ready to hear a word. You've stopped being willing to receive it. You've stopped just taking time out of your day to hear what I have to say to you. You've stopped expecting me to speak through the word of God and through my spirit. Listen to what I have to say to you. Give ear. He who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Number three, one of the keys to listening, apply what you hear. This is the back end of listening. See, if you don't do what you hear, then actually it's no use to you. If you don't apply it, if you don't say, okay, what do I do with that? How do, what do I respond to it? See, Jesus said, didn't he, about the wise man. Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. In other words, the foundation, and it goes on to say the foolish man was the one who didn't build his house on the rock, but built his house on the sand. And he says, the difference is, one of them built their lives on what I had to say to them, and one didn't. One of them built their lives on my instruction for them, and one didn't. They both experienced, and here's the thing for us, they both experienced the same conditions. See, sometimes Christians think they're not going to experience those conditions. I'm a Christian. The rain's going to fall on him. I'm going to be blessed. It's not what Jesus thought. Jesus said, actually, the rain's going to come on both of you. The wind is going to pour on you. You're going to experience sun and rain. Get used to it. So it's not about whether you experience it or not. It's about how you approach the experience. So build your house on the teaching that I have. Build your house on what I say. Build your house on the fact that love is the best way. Build your house on the fact that you're hoping in my return. Build your house on the fact that actually grace is what I've given you. Not, um, it's not earned, it's a gift. Build your house on the fact that you'll never be good enough, but I love you anyway and have made you good enough through what I've done on the cross. Build your house uh, on the fact that it's the Spirit who strengthens you to enable you to live. You don't have to do it because you're religious. You do it because you live in me. Build your house on that. And if we build our house on anything other than that, it means when the storm comes, our house is in danger because our faith is based on what the deals we've done with God, not the teaching that he's given us. Do you ever do those deals with God? I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. Or does it just go, you scratch mine and I'll do whatever I like? I want to build over here, Lord. Well, that's okay. You're free to build there. See, that's the amazing thing about God. You're free to build there. You can build like that. I'm not going to stop you. But what I say to you is that that's not going to last. You've got to do and build your house applying what you've heard. See, and, and we've mentioned it already in the prophetic words. If you, don't, if you build your house on a place of unforgiveness, then that house will fall. If you build it on bitterness and, regent, and resentment, it will fall. If you build it on rejection and, and a wrong identity, it will fall because your life becomes consumed by that and you are not in a place where you can live in the freedom of being a child of God. And so in Jesus' name this morning, I, I want to say to us, we need to apply what we hear more diligently. I'm not talking about my sermon. Honestly, I'm not. I, I've got nothing, nothing to say about that. I'm talking about what God says. 
If God speaks to you, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Because what God has to say to you is critical to how you go through this year. And the rest. Because you're carrying his word. Your word have I hid in my heart. That I might not sin against you. That I might walk in your ways. Apply what you hear. Because God says his word will always return to him fruitful. It will accomplish the purpose for which he sent it. James says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. You see, religion is just listening to the word. So many people have done that. I go every week and I listen and I read my Bible, but I'm not doing it. It's meaningless. It's a ritual. Might as well read the phone book. Well, that's going to get me into trouble. There isn't a phone book now. Don't worry, brothers. I'm free to step into what God has me. See, don't merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Whoever looks intently into the law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. It's amazing to me that this comes in the context of John 10, this great passage on the shepherd. And he says, Jesus says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And how do you enjoy that life? You enjoy that life because you're listening to the shepherd. And the shepherd says, hey, come with me. The shepherd says, I have a plan for you. The shepherd says, hey, I know things have been tough in your life. But honestly, I'm going to lead you beside still waters and green pastures, and I want to restore your soul. It may take a while, just as the word said this morning, because sometimes we need to be healed and changed. We need to rest, and we need to find strength so that God can lead us into victory in life. And we've been talking about it over the last few weeks so that we can experience where the good shepherd leads us. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me. See, out of following him, his blessing starts to follow us. Band, please come back. So I just want us to be open this morning. I want us to come and land. How's your heart today? You don't have to do a big massive examination of your heart this morning. You'll know. You'll know where your heart is. You'll know if your heart's responsive to God. Or you'll know if it's uh, become an unbelieving heart that's turning you away. And God speaks and you're fighting him. And God speaks and you're resisting him. Because all of a sudden, something's happened that's disappointed you. And you've begun to go, you know what? I I, I never thought God would do this. I never thought the church would let me down like this. I never thought this situation would come. I thought if I gave my life to Jesus, everything would be fine. Friends, start building on sand. Start to build on the rock. there's a response that has to happen in our hearts because it's out of our hearts that life comes out of it flows everything we do we've got to start to listen again to his voice so many other things have been speaking and they've been taking us away from where the Lord wants us to be I wonder would you stand with me just now come on I just want us to be open to the Lord this morning 
listen, this is either a word of God and the Holy Spirit's going to do this or it's not going to happen because I can't fix people's lives, friends. I've got no magic powers. I've got no ability to click my fingers and just see everything change. Either God is speaking by his spirit and your heart is being convicted and you know you need to be healed today. You know you need to be changed. You know something needs to be softened in his word to his presence. You know you need to allow his healing to begin to speak. You need to recognize his voice again. It's become hard to hear him. I want you to know there's one person in this room and I could tell you the name. I prayed for you this week that you'd be here today. Because God wants to say to you, he still heals heart. We're going to do some business with God. Time's ticking, but I want us to take 10 minutes now. Listen, I'll pray with everybody individually after the meeting. If they need me to, I don't mind doing that. We've got a prayer team here. They'll help me. But just now, if you know your heart just needs to be healed, it's been broken, bring it to the healer. It's been hard. Bring it to the one who can rub oil in it and make it soft again. It's been disappointed. Bring it to the one who can restore hope. You know, you've been listening to other voices. You've just lost that sound of the shepherd's voice. And I just want us to focus again this morning. And listen, this is not magic. This is a responsive heart to the Lord. This is recognition that the Holy Spirit is in the room and that the Lord is speaking today, wanting to restore some things that have been lost in your life. Then I just want you to come. Just come and stand here and say, Dave, that's me. I need to hear from the Lord. My heart has become just dull to him. And I want to just get that sharpness back. I know there are people in the house. Come on. Let's not be embarrassed. Let's not be afraid. Let's not leave it. Just come. Jesus. We're just going to sing that song again. There's nothing worth more. Can we do that? Holy Spirit.